We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We would be honored if you would join us. Manda Yame, as it is called in the native tongue of its inhabitants, or Mandalore in Galactic Basic. This was the Outer Rim homeworld of the multi-species warrior clan known as the Mandalorians. It was the fifth planet in its system, not far from the Hydean Way trade route, and was initially appreciated for its lush forests, dense jungles, inhospitable deserts, rivers, lakes, seas, and most importantly for being the only planet in the galaxy, with the exception of its moon Concordia, to possess the rare, indestructible iron known as Beskar Ore, an element so tough that it could even withstand blows from a lightsaber. Named after the warrior who originally conquered this vibrant world, Mandalore I, the subsequent Mandalorian regimes in the thousands of years following their planet's settlement, would find themselves the ally and enemy of numerous galactic governments and groups throughout the various volatile periods of galactic history, which in part led them to have a great deal of political influence in over 2,000 other star systems. The Mandalorians, as a culture, were a martial people, living in warrior clans and though feared by the galaxy as aggressive warmongers with their distinctive armor and thirst for battle, as a tribe, they also had a strong sense of honor and personal conduct. With that said, however, their fearsome reputation was well earned and in the many conflicts they engaged in through the millennia, they were more often than not fighting against the Jedi. There did, however, come a time when a Mandalorian named Tar Vizsla became the first of his kin to be inducted into the Jedi Order, becoming the first Jedi Mandalorian and later ruler of Mandalore. He created the Darksaber, a unique black-bladed lightsaber which would become the symbol of leadership within his clan, House Vizsla. Now about a thousand years after Tar's passing, his Darksaber had ended up with a descendant of his named Pre Vizsla, who was the leader of Clan Vizsla, but also the violent extremist group called Death Watch. Because of all the numerous wars the Mandalorians had been drawn to through the centuries, their once beautiful and lush planet with the jungles and rivers had been ripped apart by war and reduced to an endless desert. The realization of what their warrior ways had done to their homeworld had been a wake-up call for a great deal of their populace. So, a new group of Mandalorians called, well, when it comes to naming things, the Mandos could work on a little bit of flair, but it was called the New Mandalorians. They had turned their backs on violence and constructed insulated biocube cities on the ruins of Mandalore, where they were able to coexist peacefully. Now, of course, not everyone was on board with this new grand vision for their people, including Pre Vizsla and his Death Watch, who were exiled to the moon Concordia. Sometime prior to the events that led to the Trade Federation's invasion of Naboo, Mandalore was going through a civil war between the traditional warrior factions and these peace-seeking new Mandalorians, who were led by Duchess Satine. The Jedi Order was invested in the Duchess's side being the winner, as they had dealt with the Mandalorians for thousands of years and knew what a menacing threat they posed whenever they sought to conquer. Therefore, 
a peaceful Mandalore was in the Order's interest and in the galaxies. And so the Council assigned Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn and his Padawan learner Obi-Wan Kenobi to assist the Duchess in winning the war. The two Jedi spent a year on Mandalore, constantly on the move, as along with dealing with the chaos of war, they were also being pursued by bounty hunters. The war was vicious and brutal, and by its end, a majority of Mandalore's inhabitants had been killed. During these intense times, the Duchess and Obi-Wan had formed a romantic attachment. However, once her side came out victorious, she was left to rebuild her world without him or Qui-Gon, as the two Jedi were reassigned shortly afterwards. When eventually the galaxy was thrown into the Clone Wars, Mandalore declared itself neutral. However, Pre Vizsla's splinter group, Death Watch, who were exiled on Concordia, wished for the Mandalorian people to embrace their warrior heritage once again, and therefore allied themselves with the Confederacy of Independent Systems in hopes that Count Dooku's support would allow Death Watch to conquer Mandalore. So, as the galaxy-wide war carried on, they engaged in a terrorist campaign against the Duchess with several assassination attempts on her life. Years into the war, Death Watch had not relented in their goals, and eventually made a new alliance with former Sith Lord Darth Maul and his apprentice brother Savage Opress, who were the founding leaders of an organization of crime families. They were called the Shadow Collective. Pre Vizsla used this Shadow Collective to create a panic for the citizens of Mandalore by having them conduct multiple raids on key locations throughout the capital. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass city of Sundari, killing a great number of people and overwhelming the Duchess' peacekeeping forces. Finally, capitalizing on the fear and panic he had caused, Pre Vizsla made a public promise of protecting the citizens from any further attacks, and as they stopped, now that Pre Vizsla wasn't ordering them, the public turned to Death Watch for protection and leadership. So, the Death Watch leader had the Duchess placed in prison as he became the new Prime Minister and Mandalore. Pre Vizsla's time in the limelight was short-lived though, as disagreements between himself and Maul escalated to the point that the two of them eventually engaged each other in single combat to determine which one, the fascist Mandalorian or the evil dark side Zabrak, should rule Mandalore. Of course, the ex-Sith walked away the victor with Vizsla's Darksaber now in his possession, making Maul the new Mandalore. However, instead of taking political office, Maul had a man who had once been Prime Minister named Almec. He took the position again, but only now just as a puppet for the Darksider to utilize for his own ends. A fraction of the Death Watch Mandalorian splintered from those that now followed Maul and aided the Duchess in contacting the Republic for aid. While unable to send military or official Jedi support due to Mandalore's neutrality, Obi-Wan Kenobi decided to personally attempt to rescue the Duchess and was able to infiltrate the members of Death Watch that were loyal to Maul and broke the Duchess out of prison. But before they could make it out of the place, Maul's forces caught up with them and blocked their escape. In revenge against Obi-Wan, who had left him half the man that he was, literally, Maul murdered the Duchess, and he had realized that Obi-Wan held romantic feelings for her. He then had the devastated Jedi Master sent 
to indefinite imprisonment. However, while in transit to his cell, the Death Watch splinter group that had abandoned Maul were able to free the Jedi and get him transport off-planet in the hopes that Obi-Wan would bring Republic reinforcements. However, Maul didn't have long to steam over Kenobi's escape, as he and Savage Opress were suddenly confronted personally by the Dark Lord of the Sith himself, Darth Sidious, who had grown aware of the situation on Mandalore and now saw Maul's Shadow Collective and position as the head of the Mandalorians as a threat to the Sith Order. Sidious made short work of them both, killing Savage and capturing Maul, which effectively marked the end of the Zabrak's rule over Mandalore. Eventually, in the end, Maul did manage to escape from his former Sith Master and returned to Mandalore during the last days of the Clone Wars. He was being pushed by the 501st Legion of the Grand Army of the Republic, under the command of former Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tano and Captain Rex. Ahsoka managed to locate and corner Maul, but at that moment, Order 66 was given, and all the clone troops, with the exception of Rex, turned on Ahsoka. This opportunity allowed Maul to escape. Soon after, both Ahsoka and Rex were able to make their own escapes, but the 501st became an occupation force, under the government that replaced the Republic, the Galactic Empire. The Empire set up an Imperial Academy on Mandalore to train new military cadets and installed Imperial collaborator Gar Saxon as Viceroy and Governor of the planet. He ruled until his death at the hands of Ursa Wren, which resulted in yet another civil war. Eventually though, the Imperial-backed clan of Saxon was defeated. The Mandalorian Lady Bo-Katan, who had been the leader of the Death Watch group that broke away from Maul and was the sister of the deceased Duchess Satine. She was given the Darksaber and made the new Mandalore. And so, the traditions of the proud warriors continued on. Now that the clans of Mandalore were finally free of the Empire, and able to forge their own destiny in the galaxy once again, for better or for worse. What do you guys think happened to Mandalore after the Clone Wars and after Rebels? If you guys know, and if you watched my previous video on the history of the Great Purge, at least in Legends, let me know down in the comments, or let me know what you think is going to happen in canon. Now, on another note before I end this video, I want you guys to keep a close out eye for a video that I've been working really hard on. It's a long one, and it is on the full history of Mandalorians, so all the different types that are out there. It's gonna be very in-depth, and it's gonna fill in a lot of the gaps from the show, because it's honestly cool that the Mandalorian gets such hype and popularity now, because more people are more invested in bounty hunters and Mandalorians as a whole. I hope you guys enjoyed this video, leave a like if you did, and I'll catch you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.